When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> I'm very excited because we just got a countdown into yeah. a record. Yes, yeah, new software, um, and it provides a countdown, just numbers going down from five to one. It's very exciting. <laughs> Thanks for the explanation of a countdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the numbers were on screen. You see, that's the exciting part. Oh Yo, yes, and you're yeah. right. It wasn't someone going five. It was actual no. screen screen time. And I think that the, the biggest buzz was that we weren't expecting it. We weren't expecting it. No. I, that's, it's really brightened my day up. Yeah. Not, that. not as much as uh, like, oh God, I was going to say viewers and then realised no, no. no one's watching this. Listeners, myself and Philip, the last time we were in face-to-face proximity to each other, Phil, what did we see that was the most amazing thing anyone's ever seen in the entire world? Um, Can you remember? It was an animal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were dining out of doors as yeah. is the custom as of late and we were eating an eggs benedict each mm-hmm. and um, we saw a squirrel mm-hmm. uh, run into the kitchen of said establishment he stole a full a full giant Yorkshire pudding yeah <laughs> <laughs> and first of all we were agog because we were like what that lad is just he's just taking a full um, full giant it was basically the size of him yeah but then what he did after that was he ran to the nearest low wall (laughs) knowing that everyone was looking at him because we weren't the only people who spied him the people in the table next to us saw this also because we we heard them saying is that a Yorkshire pudding and then (laughs) we were like we were like yeah yeah it is and then we saw him go to the nearest low wall and he stopped there yeah um not too far away from us. Like, it, I thought it wouldn't be a comfortable distance for him, but he was very blasé about it. He stopped oh, there. I think he was showing off. Yeah, he was definitely showing off because he sat there with the Yorkshire pudding in his gob and he looked at us, uh, looked at us as if to say, yeah, what? Exactly. What? There was and a what? real fuck you attitude about that. <laughs> and then he was like, I bet you want it. Yeah. Guess bet you. Yeah. Guess you got this for free. Yeah. I've but, been so, I've been telling people about that. No one believes me. Oh, well, put them on to me. <laughs> Witness number two. Yeah. <laughs> and we could go back to the place. I'd reenact it. Although I'd get a a, a broom to the head, unlike him, because he was very quick, like. Oh, yeah, there was quick. no messing around. He'd done it before, mm. I think. Oh, definitely. It did make me think I don't know if I want to eat there ever again, seeing as, yeah. you know, technically he is a rat with a bushy tail. <laughs> There was a bit of that. We both looked at our eggs, Benedict, and we went, oh, I don't know. Oh. I kept do you eating. Think, and, oh, and me too. But do you think that like, so the the chef was plating up and put the Yorkshire pudding on top of the dinner, turned mm. away for a second and in, mm. in a very Disney way, mm. squirrel comes up, comes up, grabs the Yorkshire pudding. The chef turns back and goes, I must have not put the Yorkshire pudding, and puts another one. And basically what I'm saying is, did someone get a dinner? Yeah. Where a squirrel had already manhandled a lot of the a lot of the stuff on the plate. Yeah, he could have he could have just hopped over the 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 roast beef, used mm-hmm. it as a stepping stone over the gravy, <laughs> <laughs> to grab the Yorkshire pudding, elbowed a few broccolis out of the way, <laughs> and then as he was making his escape, didn't he stumble on the peas? <laughs> it's now it's now turned into the first twenty minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. And then maybe that that confident look from the low wall was like, you wouldn't believe what I've just gone through to get this. You have no idea there with yeah. your eggs, bloody Benedict. Yeah. Nothing. You you risked nothing for that. No, that was brought to you. I had to yeah. go in there and risk my life. And he did it. I mean, he's a hero to many. 
I mean, yeah. to, well, to me and you and maybe to someone listening here because it's a, it's a great metaphor for life, isn't it? Yeah. His attitude. Yeah. And it also makes me a bit sad because I'll never have a piece of food that's almost as big as me. That's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. A like pizza. A pizza. I was just yeah. like, why did we both say? Because <laughs> it's the only thing that's possible. You yeah. know, you can't go to New York and go, can I have the biggest pizza you have? And it might be almost the size of you. Yes, because on Man versus Food and those kinds of programs, mm. he goes places and they're like, they, yeah, it's huge. And I mm. always think I could do that. No problem to me. Mm. I could get that all down me. Oh, well, absolutely. Just give me time. Just give me time. Do you know what? Let me skip my lunch. Mm hmm. And I will get on that and basically like unhinge my jaw and go yeah. for it. Just give me time. Stretchy me pants. Time. Yeah. No interruptions. Yeah. And uh, a glass of water. I'll be fine. A glass of water. And I will I will give you that plate back empty, my good yeah. sir. Stash, madam. Yeah. Um, Philippa. Yes. This is We Heart Worry. <laughs> it is. It isn't The Adventures of Mr. Squirrel. It's uh, We Heart Worry. It is a, pom- a comedy podcast. I never <laughs> never say that right. It's a comedy podcast about worries. About um, worry. They were talking about them. We're getting them out there. Mm. Um, and we would like to think these are helpful to somebody somewhere. Because they're the weirder ones where you're afraid to say them out loud. And maybe by saying them out loud, you know, we, de- we definitely feel better for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, leading on from which you, my sweet, sweet friend, are the first mm. one to go this week. I think. Okay. I'm nearly sure. Um, oh, here, look at I don't know and I don't mind. So I'll go first. You go first and you tell us your worry of the week. Philippa Dunn, take it away. Thank um, you very much. Yeah, um, animal related. Oh. Yeah. Uh, this isn't from the week. It's basically from uh, like maybe a couple of months ago. But wow. um, I like this has the theme this episode yeah, so far. Yeah. Animals. Unplanned. As unplanned as that that um, countdown that happened there. Exactly. The oh, I wish, guys, I wish you could have seen it. <laughs> Oh yeah. What do you want for your next birthday? An unplanned countdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't stress how exciting it was. Wishes <laughs> can come true. Bye. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, do you want it from ten? No, no, no. Just five. Just, just five. five. <laughs> I won't do it to be greedy. Just five. Five will do. Five will do. <laughs> Five would be grand. Can you imagine saying, oh, I've got a very greedy friend. She wants a countdown from 10. 10? Oh. <laughs> Who does she think she is with her countdown I from know. 10? Acting like oh. she's Princess Diana. Oh, for God's sake. Um, yeah, so this is to do with, I was going back to Ireland for the first time since the lockdown. <gasps> oh, yeah. the motherland. Yes. And since lockdown started and I basically... Uh, I got a cat and yeah. um, this is my first time leaving her. Oh, she's and a great cat as well. She's a great cat. She's she's my firstborn. She's my absolute baby. I love her so much. I cannot stress to you how much I love this bloody cat. She is my heart and my soul. Sometimes I think she's my favourite <laughs> out of everyone in my life. And I, 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 I do say that to her sometimes. I sometimes lean in and I go, you're my favourite. You're my favourite. It's on the really... Tough days, do you know? Yes, yeah, yeah, because she's bringing you zero stress, isn't she? Yeah, just fun and games and affection and she's just bloody adorable as well. So yeah, she is the centre of my heart. She's good news. She's good she news. She is at all times. Um, So I knew this trip was coming up and I booked a cattery for her obviously to stay. Because oh. I, I would bring her with me if I could, but you, I don't think we're at that place yet where you can bring your cat on... Um, a flight to Ireland. No. Oh, you were flying. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, what is the rules around that? You can't. You can't. You I just don't can't. Know. I didn't even look into it because I just knew it would be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Listen, you got enough yeah. going on. Absolutely. Yes. So I knew this trip was coming up. Um, I knew she was going to stay in the cash. I was booking the cash, and I was going. Now you do know she's a cat, and she, you know, she's a cat, and she does. Th-. And they're like, yeah, oh, we know. We've dealt with cats before. We're a cashery. <laughs> But I was one of those mams going. Yeah, oh, she's food. She's got like, very big ears. I don't yeah. know if you've have you worked with a big eared cat before. And she she likes to play. Do you know the way cats <laughs> like to play? You know, and they do sleep. But you know, she sleeps. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, we we know this. We know." And I was like, really dreading this upcoming separation. Yeah, we're only going home for ten days, but 
every time I had the thought of, oh, she's going into the cashery this day, I couldn't think, I had to push the thought away. It was so worrying to me. Yeah. I, I just wasn't coping. And then the day came that she had to go in and I was kind of like, I was just like, I just, I refuse. I think it's in within living memory, it's the first time I've had to like, really push a thought away really strongly because I couldn't, I couldn't bear the emotional consequences of having the thought. And usually I'm like the, I've got a master's in, um, what's the word? Um, what's the word? Oh, oh, um, intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. Oh yes, I was going to say self-regulation, but intrusive thoughts, I think. Intrusive thoughts that come in and just ruin my day and they just go around circular for hours and hours and I can't get the thought out of my head. Yeah. But in this case, I don't know how, maybe because it was actually a real world thing instead of a fantasy scenario. That's usually what I worry about. Sure. Yeah. I was just putting it away. And then when himself came home to bring the cat to the cashery and she was going in the box, I actually, I had an emotional breakdown. Oh, Phil. And I, I just, I started crying and I was tr- tr- saying things like, will you tell them that her food is in the bag? And he was like, yeah, well, they know the food is in the bag, but I just, I couldn't cope in the moment. Mm. And um, like, even when she was gone out the door, I had to run into the, the farthest part of the house and kind yeah. of go, oh, t- uh, oh, and I had to kind of rock back and forth for a few minutes because I couldn't. I couldn't control how upset I was. Um, That's so then, understandable. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Yes. I, was just, I was just so caught up in the extreme panic and worry of parting from something that I love so much. Mm. But then something nice happened in that. And this this doesn't happen with the fantasy um, worries. Mm. But I got that feeling after I'd kind of my after my like breathing had slowed down and I'd given myself a minute. Um, I got that nice feeling of, no, 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 listen, everything's going to be okay. You know, everything's yeah. going to be fine. Like yeah. you will come back and she will be there. And it is a cashery. They do know how to look after her. And if there's any problems, they will be in touch. But like, you're not the first person to like separate themselves from an animal for a short period of time. There are people out there who have to separate from their animals for months. Mm. And years and, you know, it's not, it's not the chaos in your head that you think that it is. It's not going to end up that way. And I got that kind of peaceful feeling eventually, thank God, because I was really caught up there for a second. But I was just very grateful for the the peaceful feeling mm. to come in at some stage. Um, so it that was my like- worry. <laughs> that was it. No, but I mean, well, there's a few things. First of all, it's like... You didn't try and shame yourself for the emotion that was coming up because when all is said and done, and I think anybody who's had a pet, like any kind of pet that meant something to them, that's a member of your family. Mm-hmm. And so when you're going, OK, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, she's not coming with us and I'm going to put her into the care of strangers, mm. even though, yeah, look, we all know that if you work in a, a cashery or if you if you're taking care of somebody's animal, I bet you that they go, oh, my God we have to go above and beyond so that when mm. this person comes back, this animal is fine because if anything is wrong with this animal, it's just curtains for us. So, mm. but even knowing that, it doesn't take away from the fact that a member of your family who you see as, you know, a baby and something that you take care of is going to be away from you for 10 days in the care of strangers. And so you allowed that emotion to come up and you sat with it and you you self-soothed and you rocked and you kind of, you know, kind of got your, your body back into basically going through the trauma of it all. And I don't know mm. if I've said this to you before and maybe I've said it on the podcast, but like uh, shaking or, tra- or doing anything rocking is your ways, your body's way of releasing trauma. That's really weird that you say that because I remember before if I ever got like really panicked about something, if I if I literally did that, I would do it as a kind of a joke to myself to go, oh, you you know, you're worrying so much now that you're shaking. But if I just had a good old shake, yeah, you would you do feel an awful lot better after it. That's it. Yeah, because we are the only animal on the face of the earth that doesn't shake to release trauma. If you see like mm. a, um, a a wildebeest or they did a great mm. they did a great thing with a polar bear where they sh- they filmed this polar bear who they had to put a tranquilizer dart into because he was mm. a bit sick or whatever they needed to give him some medicine so they filmed them kind of on a, a helicopter he was r- legging it across oh. the 
polar ice caps and they shot him. him the poor little thing poor little thing he was massive they shot him <laughs> right did what they needed to do and then they looked at him waking up and he did two things he shook his whole body shook and then he did a thing called bilateral stimulation which is that he moved his paws like he moved them back and forth which yeah. is the thing where like if if, if the two sides of your uh, body are um are kind of like if you're like you're tapping on your legs Prince yeah. Harry did it in that documentary with Oprah it's a thing called bilateral stimulation where if you tap uh, like each side of your body it's a way of of uh, trauma being processed through your body so hmm. sorry Phil that was a very long winded way of me saying you, you were processing that trauma in the moment and that's a very healthy brilliant thing for you to do good thank you <laughs> now was was Prince Harry doing it consciously or unconsciously? He think? was doing it consciously. There was a oh. thing he was talking about. He's He was using EMDR in that documentary to show how he was going into the, the, the memory that he used was he doesn't or didn't like flying into London because it brought up all of these memories in particular about his mother and stuff. Mm. So the therapist was going through, like not in detail, but showing a, 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 dick, a quick... A dick. A quick... Oh. The therapist did not show a dick. The therapist showed a very quick (laughs) demonstration (laughs) of of how EMDR works. And it is, it's like, uh, yeah, you kind of like tap either sides of your arms or um, I did it and it was like a therapist waved her finger in front of my face and I had to follow it. So, you know, when you used to watch cartoons and they were being hypnotized and Mm. they put a watch, it's, it's basically that it's, it's engaging both hemispheres of your brain to um, work through the trapped trauma that's in your body. Very interesting. Listen. Very interesting. It is mind-blowing. What the, like, that's the thing. They, there's a, a book. I don't know who it's by, but uh, it's very well known called The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, I keep hearing about that and I keep meaning to read it, but I haven't read a book in about four years. Listen, so I don't know why I say it to myself. It's one of those things I would love to read if I... If I had the time and uh, yeah, interest, very interesting. And I'm going to bear that in mind, actually, if anything should pop up again where I find myself feeling a bit very shit, um, I might do the shaking thing. It's good. Also, I loved a bit very shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, I think there is something about that. They, there's an, there, are, there are other forms of therapy where they try and induce shaking of the body to, to let the stress and the trauma and the anxiety leave mm. you. Um, so that I think that that's very healthy that you did that and then it was like you did that and then at the other side of that it's like you didn't try to go around what you were feeling you went through what you were feeling and then at the mm. end there was a calmness of going this is going to be okay mm. good <laughs> no I'm, I'm yeah no I'm, does that I'm feel being... truthful for you Philippa no because I didn't realise I was doing it but if I was if I had developed that skill unknown to myself of dealing with stuff in the moment that would be mighty oh yeah listen mm. I think you might have done I mean as you like I think at this point both of us have not been frightened about surrendering to therapy and to therapeutic ways to try and mm. help some of these kind of things that we have because as we've always discovered the smaller worries it's kind of like an add-on it's like a it's like a what you call it like um oh what's that thing I'm doing this gesture with my hands. You can't see. I can't see. No, you can't see. Um, <laughs> it's like it, it's like, like you might be frightened of something very small, but that didn't start. It didn't start there. It goes back and back and back and yes. back to an original thing. Yes, 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 yes. And like the, more, the flight, it's he's not like worried the f- about flying. It's the feeling of uh, what that means to him, of what that flight signifies. Yes, yes. Yeah, because I have been frightened of flying in the past and it's all about the, me not being in control of the situation. Mm, and yes. I feel, yeah, yes, for sure. That's really interesting, actually. I've heard of other people who, on the surface, they go, oh, I hate flying. Mm. And you assume they're just, they just hate flying. But actually, when you ask them the real reason, like some people are like, I hate being trapped inside a, a space like that and I just can't leave if I want to leave I can't leave but that's what it is that yes. terrifies them yeah um, my thing I used to be terrified of flying and my thing was just that feeling of dropping out of the sky because um, when we were when I was younger we were going to England for Christmas and our plane got hit by lightning and we had to land oh my god for whatever anyway it, but it was that thing of like 
there was this massive bang, a big flash of light, and then the plane, I, I think, might have dropped just a tiny bit. But it was also the association of you're really vulnerable up there. Yeah. In one way, obviously, yes. in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but, yes. But also, but then, sorry, go you, on. No, no, it's just when you talk to people, experts about the safety of flying mm-hmm. and how actually safe you also are. Yeah. You know, but obviously fear of flying, you're just living in that place of this is so dangerous. I shouldn't be up here. I'm a human. What am I doing in the sky? This is ridiculous. I'm so far up. I can't get out. Yeah. You know, that's it, all. Yeah. And, Correct and I, as well. It's all correct, but it's also like that thing of they say that you're more likely to be eaten by a shark, mm. all of those kinds of things. And mm. we, and when we're in a car, if we're in a taxi, we don't feel that way. You know, we mm. just kind of go, oh, I'm fine. This is going to be fine because we're on the ground. You're right. It's mm. like it's like being up somewhere. I always get it like because, again, I've spoken about it on the podcast. I if the tube stops at all when we're, we're in between stations, I get like it's like the claustrophobia just hits me in one second. And I'm like, mm. I have to get out. I have to get out. Now, it's like. I know that over there is the next station. Like, I can't see it, but there isn't, like, miles and miles between where I am and, you know, I was going to say daylight, but it's the tube. Mm. I'm very, I'm, I don't know what's wrong with me today. I'm not good at describing things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been so good at that every single time before. <laughs> It's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of two Mr. P's in a podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're a charades queen, I was going to... Charades um, queen, yes, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't involve talking. Oh, it, it does descript- descriptive, isn't it's it? It's descriptive charades. Look, They're very, it's, it's a very quick... Look, it's a very I've quick not, game. I've not played charades in such a long time. I love charades. I it's love charades. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah this is why I'm, I, I bought a thing, an app where you... Right, you hold it to your head... You hold your phone to your head and you've got like a famous person and the people have to give you guests, like they have to give you clues. And then you, and I have had this for a year and I've never used it. And sometimes <laughs> when I'm on my own, I will play the game with myself. Celine Dion. Celine Dion. It's always Celine Dion. But sometimes yeah. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And I get quite angry because I'm like, how would I know that? Oh, for God. Yeah. That's like if someone else came up, it's it's the person that you want to kill while you're playing charades. Well, no one's heard of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I got, of course, I picked up the bit of paper that has that on it, of course. Yes, yeah. I remember we used to play actually charades um, in school when we had a free class. <laughs> and <laughs> I got... The wild I, school. <laughs> I went up, oh yeah, really what, mad. I went up, picked up the bit of paper. Now, I was very shy in school. I didn't speak. I was painfully shy um, couldn't handle social interaction really. So charades to me now was skating on 
thin ice with hot blades. It was very <laughs> stress-inducing. <laughs> Terribly stress-inducing, right? So I go up and I pick up the bit of paper and um, some person who I still am really angry at. Yeah. I'm still really angry at this person, whoever they are. They wrote on the page, Krypton Factor. Oh. Oh, they're trying to be an asshole. And I was just like, why me? Why me? <laughs> oh, someone's banging at my door. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't want, I'm not going to answer it. Don't. I, I thought I, no. that was a, maybe part of the story. And I was like, that's a very odd thing for Philip to say. <laughs> As, was this no, to do with the Krypton factor? No, um, we're, we're working. So, um, that uh, is, what was it? Uh, you know, yeah, uh, Krypton Factor. Krypton Factor is a great, now for people who've never seen the Krypton Factor, this was like an obstacle course type program, wasn't it? Mm. Was it on ITV? Could have been on ITV, uh, presented by Jeremy Pax, Paxman? <laughs> Pax, <laughs> Jeremy that's, Paxman? Um, that's University <laughs> Challenge. Yes, it, it was him, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, I don't, see, I don't remember. I remember being on, but I never actually remember watching it. I remember, I thought, it, I, you see, I used to confuse it with Crystal <laughs> Which was also an obstacle-based show, which is, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I made the mistake of pooling them in together as one and the same and then watching the Krypton Factor one day and going, ah, no, (laughs) no, no, this is all like real science and fucking geometry. No. Yeah, no, Krypton Factor was, I think from my memory, it was people with uh, skills and it was yeah, Mm. quite scientific. Uh, Crystal Maze, which was the best thing in the whole world, was like that. It was a bunch of people who, um, someone's really knocking at your... I'm going to, I'm going to... Talk amongst yourself. Okay. <laughs> One second. I'll explain the Krypton factor while you go. Okay. Right. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, and, and non-binary, any anything that you identify with, um, welcome. The Krypton factor was a game show where you would have to have a specific set of life skills. Um, but the Crystal Maze was like a bunch of people, maybe five people, who it was like a team building exercise. So they would go to different, there was different locations like the Aztec Zone, I can basically, I think the jungle zone, I can't remember, there was like different zones, right? And then they went to a particular room and then like uh, Susan from the group, she would go in and she would try and complete the obstacle while the other people looked in and went like, Susan, you're doing it wrong. Susan, Susan, go over there. So you knew that the friendships were basically not going to last the length of the show, but that was quite interesting to watch alongside of the obstacles. Um, You're still talking. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was telling everybody about the Krypton Factor versus uh, the Crystal Maze. Brilliant. Also, I just thought this is, you know what, this has been a very scatty show because my phone rang and the someone came to your door. Yeah. So. And and then, and then, and then I said, are you still talking? But I was just amazed. I'm like, fair fucking play to her. Like, Look, I wouldn't, Philippa. I wouldn't be able to talk that long about the. Was oh, it the Krypton you, Factor? Oh, but yeah. Oh, Chris, uh, Krypton Factor slash Crystal Maze. Just giving people some background about it. And I bet you somebody who knows those shows will um, no doubt write in, uh, write angrily in, in blood and say, um, excuse me, no, that's what, no, and they, they, that's a very bad description. But I'm sorry, I was doing it, I was doing it by the seat of my pants and that's what I've come up with. Yeah. And you put the blame on me because I'm the one who went and answered the door. Can you tell us what was at the door? Um, a delivery man and God love him he really did he needed a signature on it and mm. it just wasn't one of those things that you could put behind the bin or something so he needed, I apologised he needed to, to see your face yeah 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 um, so I'm sorry to him because those people are under a lot of pressure to get their um, things delivered on time exactly um, what was I going to say yeah we need to talk about you and your worry now but I will just say I still I'm still so angry I'm still so angry at that person who wrote down Krypton Factor because I remember just going and, what and did people you do? what did you do I was, I was just there scratching my head going oh, oh and there was people in the class going just do something and I was like <laughs> I just felt like going if you could see what was written on this fucking I challenge you to come up here and do the fucking Krypton Factor you know but you see I didn't talk in school no, so I but, couldn't yeah. I didn't have the voice to say that and I was just raging because I was just stood there until the time ticked down and then people were kind of thought I was super lame and then Did any of them go oh actually completely understand Phil because uh, I think there was a kind of who wrote that and then the person <laughs> who I can't remember might have gone that was me that was, or maybe so they said nothing because they knew that that would be it because it they were sh- trying to be a smart I mean 
in fairness, they did win a point, I'm sure. So that was a good, it was a good pick. It but was, it, but it was a dick move. It was a dick pick. <laughs> <laughs> Before they even existed. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, that's on my mind today. My friend, my friend yeah, this morning. You've said dick now a few times. And my friend, you? this is because my friend texted me this morning and she said that she's going to a life drawing class. And she, she said, I need to, I want to get better at drawing because um, she's a director and she was, you know, talking about like um, kind of drawing uh Dicks. Drawing dicks, drawing storyboards and stuff. And she said, I, mm. I want to get better. So I'm going to go to a, a, a drawing class on Saturday morning if you want to come. It is live drawing. So dot, 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 dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which really made me laugh. And I said to her, as much as I do love dick, I'm not very good at drawing and I don't want to go and lose my temper in front of a naked person because I bet you that will make them feel very vulnerable. Mm. So um, I'll say no. If you start snapping pencils. Yeah. You know, that's not good for anyone's... Um, self-esteem stress levels yeah and and, uh, stress levels as well because they could Mm. go and she's got a a sharp pointy object and my torso is exposed Mm. and my dick yeah so she's raging yeah yeah she's absolutely raging Um, pal you need to you need to you need to you need to get into your worry I need to oh oh, yes you're right well this is like so it's like the mindset of a warrior rather than a worry itself Phil if that makes any sense yes because I was just thinking, I've gotten to a point where I, there's like, if I, I could be sitting on a, on a throne made of gold with mm. Ryan Gosling sitting next to me going, tell me more about yourself. I've <laughs> recently broken, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, will him to a uh, divorce because he's married. But like mm. if he was a, a Ryan Gosling type who was single and sitting beside me going, do you want to come out for dinner sometime? Right. That, all that could be going on. And I'll still go. Yeah, but uh, I really need to get a new job or mm. I really it's like I can't be I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but it, it just kind of really struck me this week. I cannot be present or grateful mm. in my own life without looking at what isn't there and I and I was going I think I've got 98% of the life that I wanted to have when I was a teenager you know which is is a great amount but oh my god why am I sitting here going but I don't have that and I don't have that Hmm. and I find that like there was I I was watching this thing on on YouTube this woman was talking she was going to see like a, a life coach slap slap hypnotherapist <laughs> look let's just go with my mouth today whatever it's mm. saying um, she was seeing a, a life coach slap hypnotherapist and she, and she was saying to him that she had worked her whole life to get the body to get the career to get the fella to get the money and then she bought the house right everything mm. was going top of the lake Everything was going (laughs) amazingly well. And she said the night before she moved into the house, she got really sick. She felt really sick. And then it turned out that she ended up having this very, very serious, I think it was an autoimmune disease. Um, And she said that because she was so tired, she couldn't go to the gym anymore. So she started to put on weight. The fact that she was so ill put a pressure on her relationship and that broke up. And then she, I think she kind of had to take time off work or whatever, but she was still had her house. But she was basically saying, you know, I worked and worked and worked and worked. And then the second I got everything, basically it was like the disappointment of getting everything that she ever wanted because she was still just the same person. It was mm. like her, it, this, it manifested in her getting like sick almost overnight because it was like her body her body couldn't take it anymore. And also the relief of getting everything made her finally be confronted by the fact that she was a perfectionist and the fact that she never really felt her feelings. And and she mm. was kind of saying it was a good thing, even though it was a, like, the, I, I thought at the time it was the worst thing, obviously, that ever happened to me. Mm. Now, in, in hindsight, I can see that I was just living my life not very present and in achievement mode, like mm. achieve rather than feel or, you, you know, enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. And mm. I, I just was thinking to myself, I don't want to be in a, in a life that I am completely disregarding because everything is just, oh, what's, what's not here? What can I focus on? What can I, mm. you know, kind of, um, I suppose 
again, yeah, like like promise. So for me, it's the promise of who I will become when I get this thing that I want. Yeah. And that's yeah. it's it's always like oh you're you know the the discomfort that you feel during the day or the not good enough feeling you can you, that'll go away now with a certain amount of money mm. or that'll mm. go away with the you know if you go on a date with that guy that'll go away mm. it's um, the classic um, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when yeah and like when never happens because when is just the next thing and it's even it even boils down to I'll be happy when I have that biscuit and then yes you know and I always go like the day before I go and get my hair done say I'm like oh I'll be I'll be so much happier when I get my hair and then you're kind of like Jesus only just bleeding hair but it's so but that's it Phil I, you know I have a, a serious um skincare addiction and mm. I have like I know you feel me on this but like mm. I have uh, upstairs I have a whole cabinet full of skincare that I haven't used or I've used once and yet you can't stop me buying more skincare because I'm always yes. going, oh, it'll be in this, this next tube will make my skin very dewy or, you know, whatever. It's going to make, that'll be the thing that makes me feel okay. Yeah. And I don't know, because I think we all spend our lives running from the discomfort and the, the, the painful feelings and we work out the ways, you know, whether it's we drink too much or we eat too much or we whatever. <laughs> Buy too much skincare. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm trying to allow myself to to just to just realize that the person that will ever uh, the person, the only person I've ever been is very disappointingly me. And there's there's liberation in that. But there's also disappointment because the, the me that I'm trying to be in these other situations is never shows up. She has never shown up. Mm. And so if I understand and get okay with the fact that it's only ever going to be me, then suddenly those things don't seem so appealing because they're not going to fix the, they're not going to make me this absolutely 2.0 Robocop version of myself. They're just, mm-hmm. it's just going to be Yaz. And, and yeah, it's like, oh, but also, okay. All right. Yeah. But you say it like that's a bad thing. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's also quite, it is a little bit. No, but it's kind of like, oh, well, I guess I'll just have to be me for the rest of my life. Yeah. But like, there's nothing bad in that, you know? No, I, the thing is, no, no, Phil, right? Mm. The thing is, me that's gone through all the therapy and me who is, you know, trying to, again, be be self-loving and all that kind of stuff will go mm. absolutely yeah you're totally right Philip. yeah there's nothing wrong but then mm. but then there's deep down there's a voice that was like no no I'm sorry Philippa I didn't yeah. sign up to be me in this life that's I'd- it it's it's that internal voice it is you just you, like I know I've had to identify who that person is from real life and go oh that's where I learned that from right because when you're small yeah. and I'm, I know this myself I thought I was the fucking shit when I was four <sighs> Yeah. I thought I was the business. Big in news. fact, I knew I was the business. Yeah. And then, you know, school happened and blah, blah, blah. And then you pick up all these voices in your head as you go through life. And they're all the voices that say, you know, you're too fat. You're not good enough. You don't look like that. Um, You know, you look wrong. Your face is wrong. You're not really good at that thing. Maybe you should, you know not try all those things I don't want to be your friend mm. those are all the voice and then you you cling to they're all rattling around in your head and you might get all those negative feedback voices from maybe one person or two people or three people that you've known well in your life but you the carry them through your, <laughs> and you carry them through like you carry them through life like they need to be honoured like yes. you like you yeah. really should be listening to that stuff and that like no, but they were, we convinced ourselves that they were right because it's easier for us to believe that we're shit than to believe that we're fantastic. So, you know, there's no risk in going, but hang on, I am brilliant. Hang on, I am really nice. Hang on, I do look good. Hang on, I'm really clever. I'm a good friend. Yeah. Like, I will always help someone who I think needs help. You know, it's easier for easier for us to go, you're shit. You're fucking lazy. Yeah, end of story. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And I'm glad you used the word perfectionist earlier because sometimes I think people who are able to enjoy the present, that's why I think sometimes is, this is just my own personal opinion, is it in your hardwiring? Because I think some of us are hardwired to be delighted with ourselves. I've met people who are delighted with themselves and they can really revel 
in like, I'm on my holidays. <laughs> I'm on my fucking holidays and I'm delighted with myself. And mm. I go, I, I want to be, I want to be that person. I want to be like that. Yeah. And go, yes, I'm able to enjoy myself right in this moment because guess what? I'm on my fucking holidays and that means I can enjoy myself. <laughs> or guess what? I got that fucking job. I'm class. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've met those people. It does exist. It is possible. But I think with perfectionists and people like myself and yourself, we're hardwired to go, no, not good enough. On to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing. And that in the past, we might have gone, oh, that's really good because that means you're ambitious and you want better for yourself. It also means you're really fucking cruel to yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yes, I, I think I am a perfectionist in many ways. And, and you know, I, it's such, it is such a pain in the arse because mm. everything is like, and anytime anything happens, you just go, right. Okay. Well, that's, mm. well, well, that only happened because X, Y, and Z. And I think like yeah. the time that I was raised in, in the, in the situation that I was raised in, the other people's opinions really mattered you know yeah. it was like yeah. not only was it the people around you it was also I think now we're getting to a place in Ireland where I mean I haven't lived in Ireland in a very long time but you know my heart is there and I think that the Catholic Church at that particular time still felt very present and that thing of like being a good girl what does a good mm. girl look like I was obsessed with Jesus and um, for a long time a big Jesus fan so there was mm. all this thing about being a good person and and that and what is a good like being a good person it means that you have to get what I thought at the time was you need to get the feedback of other people saying yes you are a good person and mm. I think what I realized the other day what kind of was a big aha moment as Oprah Winfrey would say mm. is um I have so I ha I am asking other people or a job or whatever to mm. choose me so that I can choose myself. Mm. So why don't I just cut out the fucking middleman and just choose yeah. myself? Yeah, exactly. And just go, why I don't, don't I? Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. But it's just that thing of going, I was going, if I, if, if, if liking myself is and choosing myself and saying, I value you comes with a job. That, why am mm. I doing? I don't know a, pe a person who's going to give me like, all I can say is, no, I like myself. And that's very, very mm. easily done. And it takes me five seconds to do. Whereas in mm. any other situation, if it was an amount of money or, you know, a hairstyle or whatever, like that takes a certain amount of effort. And then because you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and expecting a different result. It's like any mm. single, no matter wh what you apply it to, whatever area of my life, any time that I've shown up wanting something to change and, and choose me, it never fucking works out because I never feel chosen because mm. I'm not choosing myself. I exactly. Mean, That's why those external uh, positive feedbacks, mm. they will always end up feeling hollow because that's not the... The, the positive feedback you need, the positive feedback is from your, is from within. Yes. You know? They'll always end up feeling hollow because they're not, they're not ticking the right box. The the box will be ticked when you can hear yourself say, you're actually decent. Yes. I like you. I think you're good. You're not as bad as you say you are. You're actually a lot better than, and I'd say, you know, the way you see yourself is very different to how other people see you. Um, you're not as shit as you think. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I, I heard something recently where when you can't, when things that you create, whether mm -hmm. it be work or a scenario or a situation, when you create them and you can't see any good in it, that like you'll say, oh, I got that job, but it's only because of X, Y and Z. Mm. Instead of saying, I got that job because I'm really good at what I do. Yeah. When you fail to see positives in what you create mm -hmm. it's because you think that you are incapable of creating anything positive which means you just really don't think you have any positive attributes yes that's yeah. really convoluted but you know no, kind no, of, do you know do you get what I'm saying but it is yeah because yeah, it's like surely it can't be that good if it's happening to me type thing mm, yeah I which I yeah I think I think again lo loads of people can relate to that Mm. But it's just, so, but like it's completely false. It's like, of course, something good comes from you. Of course. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's all like as you say. It's like you're 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 looking for petrol outside of yourself to start a fire when there's a, already a fire inside of you that that it belongs to you, and that once you get okay with the fact, like there's another thing that I do, and I I've kind of gone. 
actually it goes hand in hand with the love of Jesus. Um, <laughs> bear with me, Phil. Uh, yeah. Where uh, we're like I for a very long time have done a thing where I've gone, you know, there's good people and there's bad. It kind of black and white thinking, good people and mm. bad people. And mm. when I see myself as a good person, you know, and I, I list off my attributes. Oh, I'm kind. I'm this. I'm that. I kind of put a line in the sand and I go. I'm a good person and such and such to that. What a bad person. I'm such a good person. And it, it is, I've always thought of it as, you know, kind of being a good person, as, you know, versus a bad person. But it's mm. actually, when you look at it a little bit closer and with your glasses on, a victim mentality of going, mm-hmm. oh, bad things happen to me because I'm such a good person. Right. And and I was saying to a friend of mine, self-love isn't about listing your positive attributes. It's not no. saying... I'm so um, if self-love is saying I can be a bit of a fucking dick at times, Mm. but I I know that about myself and and I accept that about myself. Mm. And I think that I when you're a perfectionist, you there's parts of you that you you abandon and you chop off and you deny and you say, no, 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 you're not me. You're not me. And I'm not letting anybody see who you Mm. are. Mm. And then you wonder why you meet people who aren't being on the level with you or aren't being particularly trustworthy. It's like, well, you aren't being you. So who do you expect you're going to meet? People who are genuinely going to be themselves. That's not going to happen, you know, Mm. unless you spend time with them and the walls come down and you develop, you know, the kind of friendship that we have. (laughs) Yes. What other people yeah. have? Um, no, I like I like that because it's like I think that is a big important part of it. That like, well, if I'm a good person, it means I do absolutely everything good all the time. And if I do something bad, that that means I'm all bad. Yeah. No, it's like yeah, I'm really good at these things, and then sometimes I'm a fucking dick. Yes. And uh, I I annoy people around me with my silly rants and raves or whatever it is that you do or. Yeah, it's basically turn, being able to turn around to yourself and go, yeah, you do those things, but you're still, you're still on the grand scheme of things, you're still good. And we're yes. all a mixture of good and bad. Yes. We're never all good or all bad. We're a mixture. Yeah. And, and also, if you, if you actually look at the things that you consider to be bad in adverted commas, like mm. putting yourself first, saying no, setting boundaries, all of those kinds of things. Oh God, yeah. Like, like uh, first of all, why is that like, uh, for me, again, it's hardwired as it had been hardwired as a survival thing. So being a good girl, um, always being kind, always putting others before me, that was the way I learned to survive and be accepted by my tribe, you know? Mm. And yeah. now I'm just going, actually, the, the the only way for me to survive, the only way that I can survive in this world is if I put myself first. Now, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't care about people. It just means that, again, if we're on an airplane, let's use that metaphor again, um, that I'm putting my own mask on first and and then yeah. I'll I'll take care of everybody around me but it's just these mm-hmm. kind of weird things that we get in that we downloaded as a ways to survive and be accepted by our communities that mm-hmm. I, like I still find I'm I'm using now that I'm just going why the fuck am I going to do this for the 11 millionth time with no fucking return and just a, fi- a feeling of being diminished and you know uh, why because I can sit there and go well I'm a good person mm. This thing always happens to me. Yeah. Oh, God. How can it happen to such a lovely, lovely lady? (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to be nice and here I am abused again. Again, again, just like my hero, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I bet you Jesus sometimes said to people, do you know what? I'm sorry, Linda. I'm seeing enough people today. I'll come round to the house tomorrow. Wash your own fucking feet. (laughs) My back is broke. I've been needing over for hours now. Do you know, he, there's some water here. Go to town. I'm not throwing it out. I'm just saying. I, I've got somewhere. I've got to go and meet an apostle yeah. for brunch. I'll be, <laughs> I've got a brunch across town. <laughs> Jesus was famous for his, for his brunches across town. <laughs> Sorry. Are, is this uh, like are we being really offensive by laughing about things like that? Well, do you know what? Maybe some people will be offended. But as I say... Uh, Phil, I loved Jesus back in the day. Mm. I, I love Jesus now. I'm not. Okay. I don't mean anything bad by it. I am doing a diamond painting of Jesus Christ walking on the seafront right now. So, oh. I mean, yeah, I'm doing it a little bit tongue in cheek. Oh no! Why is this day <laughs> happening to me? Look, it's it's today. It's today. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so, listen, I've got full listen, full respect for all religions. But if you can't laugh at the idea of Jesus hurrying to a brunch across town, you got to ask yourself some questions. Yeah. 
<laughs> if you're offended, sorry. I'd say, sorry I was so disingenuous sorry. when I said that. If you're offended, sorry. 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 Um, sorry. Listen, I think we might be getting it to time here. Let me just check the old... Uh, I'd say we are. The old watch. Yeah, we are. 47 minutes. Everyone's everyone's got a bath to be getting into. Um, yeah. So that was uh, We Heart Worry Series 3, Episode Something. Something. Uh, something. Um, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and we appreciate it. Appreciate we appreciate it. your time and um, attention. Sorry Bent. for all the stumbles today and the dick talk. Yeah. I'm sorry for that. By the way, the cat actually came back from the cattery. <gasps> I never even asked. What a terrible, terrible co-host. I think they washed her or something. She was gorgeous. Oh my God. Like gorgeous. A, like a feline kind of a dew. But she just looked really clean and maybe to give her a, like a wipe down with a, a damp cloth or something. But she was <laughs> Very, very dapper now when she came back. What was and she was mood? only delighted to be home. Oh, delighted. Right, okay, okay. Both me and her. Um, she was so delighted that she slept on my head for about four or five days. That's a, that's a sign of true love, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And also her meow changed um, to something much deeper and more kind of like appreciative <laughs> or something. I know this sounds, well, I pay way too much attention to my cat. I know, I know. No, when I go like meow. <laughs> yeah, no, it was kind of like her usual meow would be like meow. Right. And her her appreciative meow was like meow. Oh, okay, that's good. Oh, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like she was kind of like, oh, I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I love that. I had a cat. Yeah. Sorry, we won't get into cat, but I had a cat once, and he he meowed, but he didn't make any sound. Like he actually ah. he did he did the face, but he just never made any sound. <laughs> He used to kill me. Just like, Aww. just his little kind of sound like, what, Tigger? What was that you said? You okay? Are you meowing? Oh, he was such a gentleman. Aww. Yeah. Aww. I love oh. cats. Oh, me too. I love cats. And that, that's a chat for a different day. Mm. Um, so will we wrap it up now, Phil? Yes. Yeah. Um, if you want to write to us, listen, and we always say it, it's weheartworry at gmail.com. I said that yeah. right. That's good. Yeah. Uh, let us know if you've got any worries that you'd like to just say to us or we can read them out whatever you'd like um, thank you for the ones that you have sent much appreciated yeah and um, thank you for listening this afternoon this and, afternoon um, um, yeah. yeah hope everyone's well yes uh, and doing good um, thanks very much good, good, goodbye and good night Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.